Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and this video, as it always is, is brought to you by Prize Picks. We are breaking down everything you need to know for Tuesday, May 11th, and the 12 game featured slate on DraftKings. That gets going at 7 p.m. Lots of time to set your lineup. So, in the meantime, Let's talk about some prize picks right off the top. If you guys haven't signed up at prize picks yet, if you're new to the show, there's a deal. There's always a deal. Promo code MMNMLB when you are issuing your first deposit, and that first deposit can be matched up to $100 when you use that promo code. So do that and then play these two picks on Tuesday's slate. We're going to get things started with Giancarlo Stanton, seven is his fantasy point prop. I think he goes over seven fantasy points. I mean, right now, Giancarlo Stanton has an average exit velocity of something like 98, 99 miles per hour. If he makes contact, he's going to do some damage. And really, aside from, I think there's like a couple guys who might have a better WRC+, plus, but across the last two weeks... 12 games for Giancarlo Stanton, specifically 56 plate appearances for Giancarlo Stanton. He's essentially been the best hitter in the American League. Uh, In that 56 plate appearance sample, 500 OBP and a 251 WRC+. He is always, always a danger to hit a home run whenever he steps into the batter's box. So seven fantasy points just doesn't seem like a lot for one of the I mean, premier hitters in baseball, but again, one of the hottest hitters in baseball hitting in a premium lineup spot. The matchup is kind of interesting. It's Luis Patino is the expected starter for the Rays. Uh, He has pitched very well so far this season. We'll actually get into some of his numbers and his splits in a little bit, but Patino probably isn't going to pitch more than three or four innings in this game. There's some expectation that maybe Ryan Yarborough is going to pitch in bulk behind Patino, Uh, That would give Stanton, who has historically great numbers against left-handed pitching, the possibility of a plate appearance or two against a left-handed pitcher. Uh, Either way, the Rays' bullpen isn't quite what it was last season. Uh, They're dealing with so many injuries. So, again, this number just seems low for Stanton, who has been one of the best hitters in baseball as of late. So I'll take the over seven points with Stanton, someone who's not quite as hot. Uh, He's actually slowed down and cooled down considerably since a blazing start to the season. Let's go with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to get back on track on Tuesday. His fantasy point prop on prize picks is seven and a half. Again, I think that's kind of low, especially considering he's going up against Bryce Wilson, who has not been good so far this season. In fact, he's being, well, he's expected to be recalled from AAA to make this start for the pitching desperate Braves. Uh, I mean, this is a team that just signed Tanner Roark. So that's kind of where they are with the back end of their rotation. Uh, It's a taxed bullpen as well across the last two weeks. Uh, Atlanta ranks second in the National League in innings pitched by their bullpen. The bullpen hasn't been exceedingly good so far this season either. So if it's Bryce Wilson and then five innings at the Atlanta bullpen, I think Vladimir Guerrero uh, in four plate appearances, possibly in five plate appearances, should be able to get over this number. Um, I just think it's it's a low 
prop for someone who's had the type of success he has had so far this season. Uh, so I'm going to bet on Vlad against a subpar opponent like Bryce Wilson. It's pretty much as simple as that. Okay, so over 7.5 fantasy points with Vladdy. Over 7 fantasy points with Giancarlo Stanton. And let's move it now to that 12-game featured slate I mentioned off the top. This is a really interesting slate from a pitching perspective. First and foremost, you'll notice as soon as you open the contest page, John Means is the most expensive pitcher on Tuesday. He's the only pitcher who clocks in at over $10,000 on Tuesday. It's a big slate. Again, 12-game slate. John Means, only guy with a five-digit price tag. And it's hard to say he hasn't earned it. Uh, This is a guy coming off a no-hitter in his last outing against the Mariners. But there's a lot to unpack when it comes with John Means. And whether it's in the DFS community or whether it's in the redraft community, you really have to look at his numbers and start asking some questions. And I don't think all the questions are necessarily going to be met with poor answers or negative answers. I I think John Means has proven to be a very good pitcher so far this season. Uh, He's someone who has... He's always had a very good changeup. And so far this season, that changeup is registering a 25.5% whiff rate. Uh, This is someone who, right now, maybe the expected ERA is is a run and a half higher than his actual ERA, but that's really more of a reflection of the fact that his actual ERA is bonkers low. So, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of give and take with the differential between ERA and expected ERA, but it is worth pointing out that of the 67 qualified pitchers in baseball heading into Monday's slate, Means has the lowest BAPIP at 158 and the highest strand rate by a wide margin. He has stranded every runner so far this season, 100% strand rate. The next closest qualified pitcher comes in under 91%. So there's obvious regression that's going to happen with John Means. He'll probably allow a hit on Tuesday. How's that for some regression? But I do think it's worth pointing out that while his BAPIP is crazy low, and while it's easy for me to say, hey, John Means is going to be worse because his BAPIP is going to get higher and higher as the season goes on, you have to know that in context, he's been really, really good by the advanced metrics, specifically expected batting average. Um, Of the pitchers in the American League with 100 balls in play so far this season, His 193 expected batting average is the lowest of all those American League pitchers. So while the BAPIP should be higher, we're not talking about someone who should have like a 300 BAPIP so far this season. The way he can negate hard contact and the way that he's pitched so far this season, it does lend itself to someone who can survive a little bit longer than most with some crazy secondary stats, uh, specifically that low BAPIP. Again, it's going to regress. But how much is it going to regress is kind of the question. Still, it's worth pointing out that the matchup was such a big part of what was able to occur the last time he took to the mound. Uh, 12 strikeouts against Seattle. Uh, Seattle has a 29% strikeout rate for the season against left-handed pitching. Uh, The Mets, nowhere close to that. The Mets actually have a 118 WRC plus against left-handed pitching so far this season, even though they've struggled in general. Uh, And some of their best right-handed bats are are not in the lineup. They're on the IL. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's a bad matchup. Uh, I'm not afraid of the Mets right now, but 
this is very expensive for John Means. And I think specifically on this slate, there's so much intriguing pitching options in the mid-tier that I don't think I'll have, I mean, I would say a high amount of John Means shares. But to be honest, I might not have any John Means, uh, even though he's been pitching very, very well. And again, the differential between the actual numbers and the expected numbers might not be as stark as you think. Okay, let's get into some of those cheaper pitchers because, again, really, really interesting slate when it comes to mid-tier options at pitcher. There's a matchup between the Twins and the White Sox, and I honestly think both pitchers in this game could be viable options. We'll start with the more expensive of the two. Uh, Kenta Maeda, he has been struggling so far this season, but he is $7,600, so right off the bat, very cheap for someone of Maeda's pedigree. Um, this is a good matchup, though. Uh, he's coming off, first and foremost, he's coming off arguably his best start of the season in his last outing, so that's a good sign. Um, it also seems like some of the velocity issues, the red flags, uh, have dissipated across his last two starts. Uh, the Oakland start, without question, his worst outing of the season. Uh, his average fastball velocity in that game was under 90 miles per hour. His last two starts, that average fastball velocity is closer to 92 miles per hour. So sometimes we see that April into May. Uh, some of the velocity concerns that have popped up in April, uh, they go away as the season extends itself and as these pitchers get stretched out just a little bit more. So I think that's trending in the right direction for Maeda. This matchup is also sneaky good. Uh, the White Sox, at some point, the injuries were going to have to catch up with them. And right now they're just not hitting for a lot of power. Uh, you know, Mercedes isn't hitting a home run every other at bat. And they're struggling to produce extra base hits. In fact, they have a 126 isolated power against right-handed pitching so far this season. That is the lowest mark in the American League. So I think Maeda is like a sneaky good option in this game, especially because Dylan Cease is going to be incredibly popular. Um, and I can't blame people. Cease only checks in at 7K on this slate. Despite the fact his last two starts, he's pitched 13 innings, and struck out 20 without allowing an earned run. The Tigers and the Reds, I mean, whatever. Not not the greatest in terms of opponent. The Reds are pretty good, but like the Tigers, most people should be able to do that against the Tigers. Uh, but Cease, we know, has elite strikeout potential. He's got elite strikeout stuff. We're seeing it. And Minnesota, another team, much like Chicago, where injuries are just going to catch up with what was expected to be a very good offense, uh, Minnesota across the last seven days, 28.4% strikeout rate. It's the second highest mark in the American League. So I can't say for certain that Cease is going to continue to pitch scoreless innings. Uh, the Twins will probably get a couple runs in this game. But if he pitches six innings against a team that's striking out almost 30% of the time the past week, uh, Cease has the potential for double-digit strikeouts in this game. And at $7,000, if he can strike out nine or ten guys, you almost don't care if he gives up three earned runs. So... I think Cease is going to be popular. Believe me, I'm not. this isn't an epiphany that I had and I'm sharing with you as some sort of secret. Uh, he's going to be popular, but I think he's justified in being as popular as he is. But I think Maeda will be almost forgotten about because he's not Cease in this game. A uh, couple more guys I wanted to mention just because they're so cheap. Uh, Brady Singer, someone we talked about last week. Uh, his start against Cleveland sort of fell apart. Had a whole thing with Angel Hernandez, who hasn't in the past week. Uh, Singer is only $5,700. Uh, 
going up against the Tigers. So sub-6K pitcher who's been really good so far this season. The swinging strike rate is like 8.9%, which is now well below average with where the league is with swinging strike rate and strikeouts. So he's not your your prototypical DFS archetype, but he's just someone who's been really good this season, and he's facing the Tigers. And the last time he faced the Tigers, he pitched seven innings, gave up one earned run, struck out eight, and finished the game with 32 DraftKings points. Not necessarily saying that's going to happen again, but we've already seen his stuff play at an elite strikeout level in this matchup because that's what the Tigers do to opposing pitchers. Uh, Singer, it's also worth noting, this isn't just about matchup. He's been really good. Coming into Monday, he is the only qualified pitcher in baseball who has allowed less than three barrels so far this season. Just two barrels for Brady Singer so far in 2021. So teams are having a hard time squaring him up, and I think that'll probably continue against a Tigers team that is dead last in virtually every major offensive category so far this season. Uh, I also wanted to mention Luis Patino. We talked about him a little bit with Giancarlo Stanton in the prize picks section. Um, this is a risky one. This this is one where you're definitely going to have to monitor the news uh, and, and like follow those Rays beat reporters to kind of see what's going on if we get a glimpse of what Kevin Cash is sort of planning for this game. But he's just $5,500. He pitched three innings in his last uh, outing and still was able to get 17.6 DraftKings points in those three innings against the Angels. He's got a 40% strikeout rate against right-handed batters so far this season because his slider is disgusting. Um, Yankees are going to roll out a really, really right-handed heavy lineup in this game. So... If that's the case, if we hear that maybe his pitch count is something like 65 to 75 pitches, because Singer is going to attract so many people in this particular price range, I don't think anyone's going to be on Patino. And I don't want to say he has like a ton of upside because if someone's only going to throw four innings, there's obviously only so much they can do. But at 5,500, if he can flirt with 18, 19, 20 DraftKings points, and that strikeout rate suggests he might if everything falls perfectly – uh, that could be a really interesting variance play. So not something I'm going to be heavy, heavily invested in because it is a ton of risk. But uh, I do think Luis Patino is a name to at least keep an eye on as we get closer to uh, the start of Tuesday's slate. Uh, running a little bit long here, so I'll kind of shorten the stack segment here. But I think it's it's pretty obvious, especially with the amount of money you are saving or going to be able to save at pitcher on this slate. Money's not really an, an issue when it comes to bats. Uh, if you want to stack the Padres in Colorado, stack the Padres in Colorado. Get Tatis in there. Uh, get Machado in there. I did want to single out Trent Grisham, who is 4,300. That almost seems like a misprint. Uh, this is someone who is batting second. He's going up against Antonio Senzatella, who has always struggled with left-handed bats. Uh, Grisham should just be more expensive. I was expecting to see him around $5,000. To see him at 4-3, looks like a steal. Uh, the other quote-unquote obvious stacking candidate for this slate, in my opinion, would be the Blue Jays, who have been hitting much better as of late. Again, Bryce Wilson was demoted. He pitched so poorly early in the season. He's coming back just out of sheer desperation. Uh, Wilson has also, for his career, surrendered a 448 Woba to left-handed bats. The thing is, the Jays don't have a lot of left-handed bats, or good left-handed bats, but depending on how the lineup shakes out, uh, Kevin Biggio is probably going to hit like fifth or sixth. He's just $3,400, and he has been swinging it a lot better since uh, a very, very 
bad early season slump. Also, Rowdy Telez is back with the Jays. Um, he's just $2,700. Hit fifth one game in the series against Houston they just completed. Hit eighth in the other two games. So if he's hitting eighth, it's going to be hard to stomach that, even at 2-7. Um, but if you've got to save some money somewhere, uh, he's not the worst option. But again, you're Guerrero's, Semyon's, Bichette's. That's really where you want to go. And Teoscar Hernandez is still just $3,900. 128 WRC plus since he came off the COVID IL um, hitting cleanup. So $3,900 for a cleanup hitter against Bryce Wilson. That seems like a really good value. As we move to best bets over on the DraftKings Sportsbook, let's stick with the Jays and the Braves. I don't understand this line. Um, there's a chance it's, it's moved significantly uh, since Tuesday night, and I would understand that. Uh, the Jays' money line right now is plus 143. It's Robbie Ray against Bryce Wilson. Yes, the Jays are on the road. However, uh, Bryce Wilson's bad. And Robbie Ray, he's given up some home runs recently. However, Robbie Ray's last three starts, his FIP is under three. He's got a 31.9% strikeout rate, and he hasn't walked anybody. So... Robbie Ray's looking really good right now. Bryce Wilson is not. And also the Braves, even if you just want to make this about the Braves' offense a little bit, uh, they have a 55 WRC plus against left-handed pitching so far this season. That is the lowest non-Tigers mark in baseball. So they've struggled against lefties. Bryce Wilson's bad. I know they're at home, but plus 143 seems really generous. So I will hop all over that. I mean, as long as they're underdogs in this game, I would take a serious look at plus money uh, for Toronto on the money line. Uh, St. Louis is another road dog I like on Tuesday. Uh, they are plus 105 right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Kim against Peralta. Uh, Peralta kind of blew up early in his last start. Not saying that's going to happen again necessarily, but Kim has been very good in his last two starts. Just one earned run in both of those games. The Cardinals in general, 9-2 and two in their last 11. And the Brewers just can't hit. And they're two and six in their last eight games against a left-handed starter. So give me the Cardinals at plus money. Give me the Jays at plus money. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. I'm Gary and Thorne. I'll catch you guys next time.